Ready for the war? Yes, you don't sound like you. Yes, oh, you sound cool. Ready for the war? Yes, sir. All right. Would somebody say, let's say this together. Our Father. Our Father. Oh, lift them up. Lift them up. Our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus. We receive revelation. That is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no error. There is no contradiction in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves. Your name alone is glorified. As we identify. Amen. 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 All right. Let's. I don't think we have the title yet, right? I think we are still trying to figure out the title for what we are trying to finish. I, I want to see if I can finish it today. I want to see if I can finish it. If not, I will try my best to finish it next week. If not, um, but let's see if we can at least attempt some questions today and, and some answers. We, we, we said we, so we just gave it supernatural life, right? But I mean, if you agree that it doesn't sound like a supernatural life, like I was talking to Indy and Indy said she doesn't see that supernatural life. Is it true? Is it true? Some of you that had um, titles before, what, what do you think? <laughs> some of you had some titles before, what do you think it is? Nobody is ready to give their title again. I mean, it talks about a lot of things. It talks a lot about a lot of things, so you don't know which one to title it now. I thought you wanted to title it the supernatural, uh, the supernatural, the believer is the supernatural. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work again. Uh, the believer walking the supernatural. What of that one? It doesn't work. Walking the supernatural. I think that's good. It doesn't work. Okay. So supernatural life is the best. Yes, so we sir. should leave it as supernatural life. Yes, so that anybody that wants to list it, they can just <laughs> they can be deceived. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Alright, John 3. Let's see. Let's see. We want to take another slant this morning. We, would, we are still studying the supernatural level, but there's a slant to work. So you have to pay it. See, I've told you, me. I, I've been teaching some of you for a long time now. So you have to be on the edge. You have to know how to catch things. You have to know how to receive. Don't expect that. I'll come and say, I'll, I'll come and be laying I, I will lay hands, definitely. That's if I'm led to. But don't expect that I'll come and be touching you every time. No. <laughs> if you cannot catch and see what is in the atmosphere, it's your problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to be smart. Because if I keep, if I keep laying hands every time, yes, I'm going to lay hands, definitely. That's if I'm led to. But I don't want to train a dog church or a dog Christian who cannot be receptive to the things of the spirit. They can't see things that are in the atmosphere. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to be smart. Say I'm smart. I'm smart. smart. Say I'm sharp. I'm sharp. sharp. Mm, cool. So there are different kinds of before I, before I cut start. There are different kinds of meetings in the body of Christ. And we said there is the teaching meeting. Uh, number one is the teaching meeting. The teaching meeting is such like a Bible seminar that we do have. Uh, get ready for that in the coming year. We're going to do a lot of that in January before I start traveling back again. So you can't escape. <laughs> All right, so there's the teaching meeting. The teaching meeting is um, where believers come together and they are thought God's word. You see such like in, in the book of Matthew when Jesus gathered the disciples and took them, not disciples, the multitudes, and took them to the wilderness and taught them for three days and three nights. That's a teaching meeting, just like we've seen also in the book of Acts, where Paul was teaching, and Lutikos fell down and died. 
That's a teaching meeting. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 23, it says, Go into the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So there is a teaching meeting. And there is number two, evangelistic meetings. Or we could let's, let's separate that. Evangelistic meeting is our outreaches. When we go out, we preach the gospel, Mark 16, verse 15. We'll go out, we'll preach the gospel, we get men saved, we'll teach them the gospel. More men are receptive to the gospel, more men are receiving the gospel. That is an evangelistic meeting. Number three, we have an healing meeting. An healing meeting and evangelistic meeting always go together many a times because there is no way you preach the gospel. You will want to demonstrate signs and wonders. In Mark 16, verse 17, it says, And this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall heal the sick. They shall, they shall take up serpents and every deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. So there is the evangelistic meeting and there is also the healing meetings. Signs and wonders accompanying our messages. So when we preach the gospel, we have healing services. We're going to be having healing services next year. We had one in October. Uh, is it October or September? September. So we're going to be having a lot of that. I think we're going to call it Miracles Extraordinary. And we're just going to have a lot of healing services like that where we'll see more men receive the gospel this week. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, hallelujah, glory, 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 glory to God. There was a lot of sick bodies healed this week, wow, 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 a lot of sick bodies all across our churches, it was not just in Rochester alone, all across, sick bodies healed. Wow, glory to glory God. God. The devil will be you know, the devil is going to be so mad about all of these things. I was I was I was I was taking the report and I recorded about more than fifty something sick healed this glory week. To God. Uh, and, and that's and different conditions, medical conditions healed. And it's all across the board, all across all across our churches. And we're gonna see more. Hallelujah. It's a wild time. Glory to God. Wild seasons are upon us. Wild demonstrations of the Spirit. And we are going to see more. So we're going to have, I think in February, we're going to have a healing meeting. Miracles Extraordinary. I think it's going to be like 30 days where we'll just tell people to bring the sick. All we just want to do is just to heal the sick. We're going to teach people who are touching the power of God. And we're going to minister to the sick. So if you have people with crutches, cancer, whatever it is, Jesus is ready to heal. Glory to God. So we're going to see more miracles by the power of God. More miracles. I think we'll trust God probably in February or maybe early January. We're going to have that. Praise So there's a teaching meeting. There's an evangelistic meeting. There's an healing meeting. There is also a prayer meeting, Acts 2 verse 42, it says they continue the fellowship in one accord in prayers and supplication and in the breaking of bread. So there is prayer meetings, churches in Acts 1 verse 14, they gather together in prayers and supplication. Acts 2 verse 1, it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one accord, they prayed. So there is a prayer meeting, we have prayer meeting in our church. Well, we pray for at least three hours together. We have prayer chain where we pray one hour every day. Prayer meetings going on. A local church must be a church of the word and prayer. The Bible says that my house shall be called the house of prayer. So you cannot be a believer and not know how to pray. You can't even be in this church and not know how to pray. It's not possible. 
It's, it's not possible. One of the first things that will first change as a committed member in this church is your prayer life. Hallelujah. How many of you know that? Your prayer life will first have one, you first take a U-turn and receive your prayer. As you are born again, your prayer life will also get born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you have to, ah, you have to pray. Ah, I have to pray. I have to pray. And 2022, I'll be saying it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. Praise so God. there's a prayer meeting. So we said there is one, a teaching meeting, right? We said there is and there is healing meeting, there is prayer meeting. And there is another one, workers and leadership meeting. Workers and leadership meeting. So that just like there are some things that I want to say, but I can't say them to everybody in the church right now. That's why we have like second service where we say certain things to the church. So there is in, in Acts 20, verse 28, or Paul said, he said, uh, there's something Paul said there. He says, uh, gather and feed the flock which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. He appointed certain things to them. You see that he wrote a letter to Timothy, and letter to Timothy is now a doctrine to us today. He wrote a letter to the pastor, he wrote a letter to Philemon, he wrote a letter to Titus, and those were leaders. In fact, it is believed that the letters he wrote to the churches were written to the leadership of the churches. So, that way, the leadership of the churches know what they are handling and they can know how to address the church. Are you seeing it? So, there is those kind of meetings. So, there is the leadership and workers meeting. So, where we have some emphasis. Just like in a service now, we just have to teach and share God's word and minister by the Spirit. But when we come to the workership meeting, it's a more, it takes a different thought. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we have all of those things. There are certain things, the Bible says Jesus could not minister to all the multitudes, but he had certain times where he was talking to just the twelve alone. Are you getting what I'm saying? He had certain times where he was talking to just the three people alone, Peter, James, and John. And he had certain times where he came to Peter and said, feed my lambs in John 20. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. So there are special meetings like that. Does it make sense? Yes. yes so now we said there is number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. There is the Holy Ghost meeting. Holy Ghost meeting is what Kenneth Hagin said. It says an Holy Ghost meeting is where the Word of God is preached and all thought, and the gifts of the Spirit is giving a full expression and the needs of the people are ministered uh, and the needs of the people are, are met and people live via the door of rejoicing so an holy ghost meeting it, it seems uh, i would say an holy ghost meeting is like it seems to do as fast as what a teaching meeting can do because Things are in demonstrations. All believers are in participation. In a teaching meeting, one person is talking. In a prayer meeting, everybody is praying. In an healing service, one person is healing the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? In um, a leadership meeting, one person is talking. The leader is talking, everybody is listening. Are you getting what I'm saying? In an Holy Ghost meeting, it seems like everybody is doing something. The Spirit of God is having his free course among everyone. 
and we're going to be more emphatic on that in the coming days. That's one of the reasons I'm saying it now. So, in an Holy Ghost meeting, an Holy Ghost meeting is such a meeting where there is a free flow. The Word of God is taught because the Word of God must be put first place. But there seems to be a free flow of the Holy Ghost in demonstration. And an example of an Holy Ghost meeting can be in Acts 2, verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a rushing mighty wind, and a few the house where they were gathered. It now says, And suddenly they heard a sound. So all of them heard something. That's an Holy Ghost meeting. All of them heard something. Now, you know, we can say this morning service now is a teaching meeting, right? Because I'm talking, everybody is taking note, everybody is listening to me, right? Yeah. Now, but in an Holy Ghost meeting, I, will, I could just be the conductor of the flow. Does it make sense? I could just be the conductor of the flow in such that everyone can be seeing something and having experiences. Now, in Acts 2, the Bible says, they heard a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it now says, clothing talks as of fire, filled their eyes. So that means they saw it. So now shows, everyone can be having a spec. So as, as Sister Fimbo is sitting here now, as Sister Joy is sitting here now, Fimbo can be having her own experience. Joy is having her own experience. Bro Noah is having her own experience. Everybody is having their own experiences in the meeting. And it is a supernatural experience. So in an Holy Ghost meeting, if you read in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26, it says, when, it says, how is it then, brethren? When we gather, every one of you at a psalm, okay, let's, let's open this so that you can see. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26, it says, ah, is it then, brethren, when ye come together? Are you there? Are you there? Right? Yes. It says, when ye come together, every one of you had the sound. Hope you know now, in today's service, not everybody had the sound. We all sang together, right? Yes, sir. Not everybody had the sound. It's the song that we sang, everybody all sang, yes, right? Now, it says, everybody had a doctrine. A doctrine here will mean an instruction. But do you know that none of you have a doctrine as hard now? Except we switch the service. I am still the only one talking. All of you are doing only listening right now. Except we switch the service. It says, at a tongue, we all spoke in tongues. This morning, as we prayed. At a revelation, we, all, we just gave a revelation this morning as touching certain things, right? So, now, at an interpretation. He says, let all things be done unto a defying. So that shows in an Holy Ghost meeting, everyone is doing something. We are all saying something. We are all receiving a revelation. We are all having spectacular experiences. Bible says in 1 Kings, it says when the priest, when the glory cloud fills the house, it says the priest could not minister because the glory cloud filled the house. Why? That is such a meeting. 
And you see, as a believer, you must be opened to a diverse move of the Spirit. A lot of us have been stereotypes. We've been too stereotyped and too boxed up. Too boxed up, too boxed up. You want, you want everything to be so logically explained. You want everything to be so, okay, um, um, this is the Greek word, this is the Hebrew word. So you're just so boxed up. There's no room for the Holy Ghost. See, there is more the Holy Ghost we want to do. See, let me tell you. 120 people gathered together on the day of Pentecost and spoke in a new tongue, in a new language. And some other 3,000 people were mocking them. Do you know, those 3,000 could have joined in the flow and said, ah, if 2120 can speak in tongues, I can also do it. But you know what they were doing? The Bible says they were mocking them. And Peter came to them and said, see guys, these guys are not drunk as you suppose." Inasis, but this is of the third hour of the day. And Inasis started preaching. You know the funniest thing? They now eventually did it after they were taught. Peter now says, Repent here and be baptized, every one of you, for the remissions of sins. Are you getting what I'm saying? The 3,000 men, the Bible now says they were now saved, right? And they were now filled with the Holy Ghost and they were now added to the church. But do you know, they didn't have to go through that stage of mocking it. They could have just seen it and say, Oh, wow. People can talk in tongues. I can also do it. Let me get in the flow. But a lot of people, they just want to have everything all explained to. Have everything all, all... It just has to make sense. See, if it has to make sense, then tongue will make sense. Hallelujah. If it has to all make sense, tongues then supposed to make sense. But if tongues doesn't make sense to our logical mind, then we can have things that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Just like rejoicing. Just like laughing. Imagine we start laughing now in this service. Somebody will say, it doesn't make sense. Right? You say, what's funny? <laughs> you say, what's funny? You say, there is no comedian to make us laugh. Was one, but because you have listened to Kevin Hart, you watched some YouTube videos, some comedy video, so things in your logical mind has to make sense. No, it doesn't have to. As you are seated now, you can see things in the spirit. You can have encounters with supernatural beings. You can have experiences. The ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ is a ministry that have experiences. What is your Christian life without experiences? Experiences will mean supernatural experiences. So, in an Holy Ghost meeting, an Holy Ghost meeting, we come together and we give room for the Holy Ghost. So that way, there will be tongues. There will be revelations. Those that need to be ministered to via the power gate, that is, via ministry. Of, so, the street, the street cards, the utterance gift, the revelation gift, and the power gate. The utterance gift means tongues, interpretation of God's and prophecy. The revelation gift, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. Power gates, the gifts of faith, the gifts of healing, and the gifts of working of miracles. 
So that shows we can have that being ministered to in an Holy Ghost meeting. Look at that, say, 1 Corinthians 14. Look at what it says in verse 23. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23. It says, If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, and all speak in tongues, and there coming those that are unlearned, or unbelievers, we did not say that ye are mad. So that shows when people come among us, when we are talking in tongues, anyone who doubts what we are saying, the person is an unlearned person, right? Yes, right, guys? Yes, According to that text, right? Yes, the person is, a, is an ignorant person, right? Yes, the person will say, we are mad, yes, right? Sir. So that shows there is an activity in the church that can make us look like we are madmen. You know now, everybody is taking notes, the preacher is teaching, everybody is looking normal, right? We can switch the service now and make, and, make, and an unbeliever will walk in and it will look like we are mad. And the unbeliever will wonder, what is going on here? An unlearned person will be like, these guys are mad. You know, they did the same thing to them in Acts 2. They said, these guys are drunk men. So that shows it, dis- it doesn't make sense to the natural. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? Look at it in verse 42. Look at it in verse 24. And that says, But if all prophesy, and then come in one that believeth not, or one that is unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judge of all. Look at what will now happen because we are prophesying. You know, when we are prophesying, prophesying can take words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Look at what it now says in verse 25. And that says, And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. So that we, we just catch him and say, see, there's something about you, this and that, you don't know. And the person like, the person has not told us before. He says, the secret of God is made manifest. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and say, of a brother, ah, God is with you of a truth. So many times, we have to get the attention of the unbelieving man by power gifts, by revelation. But you know, the unbelieving man doesn't have to go through that process. He could just have joined in the flu. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? Yes, like I said, I said I'm taking a different thorn in today's meeting. And we're still studying the supernatural life. Don't forget. Okay. So now, he now says, How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you ask something? Say, I have something. I have something. You're not sounding like you. I have something. Say, I have something. I have something. You're not saying it. I have something. You have something. You have encounters. You have a seeing eyes. Remember, we said, you, you remember, we said in the last two weeks, we said our faculties has been enabled, right? Yes, we say we have seeing eyes, right? We say we have we, our hearing aid has been enabled, and we said that you can hear in the natural, and you can also hear in the supernatural, right? We say we can see with our optical eyes, and we can also see with the eyes of the spirit. Right? Yes, we sir. say we can sense things. This is no suspicion, you know? This, this, there are times you are just... Sus- you, maybe when you wake up late, you are just suddenly... There's that feeling. Maybe you are supposed to get somewhere on time. There's that feeling of, hey, I'm going to be late. And you are not... You know that, that feeling of, ah, what's going to happen? No. You also have that supernatural feeling that can detect a signal when something is about to go wrong. We are supernatural. We are supernatural. I am supernatural. <laughs> we are supernatural. I am supernatural. <laughs> we, 
We are supernatural. Our faculties has been enabled. So that shows. You know, I told you, I said your hands, you use your hands to eat. You use your hands to, to do something, to wash, to, to write. But that same man, the Bible says, you can lay the hands on the sea. So that shows there is two ways to use things that you have. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, because we have a supernatural life. So, you know, in today's service, I want to switch it. We can switch it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, so, I'm going to teach us something and we will switch the service. What I want to do today is to teach us something, then we'll switch the service to how we want God to flow. See, because see, as we progress in our knowledge of God, we can, see, we can be smart in the way God wants to move. We can be intelligent. If I'm, see, let me tell you, many a times eh, I just have to hear what the person leading the opening prayer is saying to know how to lead, to know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Sister Joy, when she was leading us in prayer this morning, you people might not hear her, but she kept saying strength. She kept saying strength. I pay attention to all of those details because the Spirit of God starts that way. She kept saying strength. She kept saying strength. She said, okay, we are strengthened. We are strengthened. We are strengthened. I paid attention to that ultra. So that means there is something God wants to do in today's service. He wants to strengthen us. And he wants to strengthen us to be enabled supernaturally. So that shows. Now, this is not physical strength, but supernatural strength. So that shows we can't be weary. We can't grow tired. You can't say, ah, I, I'm, I'm just tired, so I don't know how to pray again. No. You can't say, I'm tired of healing the sick. There is supernatural strength made available for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are going to switch the service. We said we have healing service, right? Yes, sir. Let's start again. We said we have teaching service, right? We have evangelistic service. We said we have healing service, right? We said we have prayer meetings, right? We have what? Leadership and workers meetings, right? And we also have what? Holy Ghost meetings. So now that shows that you can walk into any of our services one day and you will find us doing any of them. In fact, we teach a lot here, you should know. I don't joke with teaching because the food of the believer is God's word. You know, I was telling them in, in one of our churches there, I told them, I said, you're supposed not to even be eating naturally. I was just joking with them. I said, you're supposed not to be eating naturally. I said, all you're supposed to just be doing, if, if, if you really want to say you are a believer, you just forget natural food. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the world of God. So that shows, so I said that shows that you are seated in this service. You are eating. <laughs> you are eating your food. So I now told them, I said, it is a crime for a believer to say the service is too long then it will mean the food is too much. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So I, said, I just told them, I said, it's a crime for a believer to say, ah, I 
I'm tired. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Ah, why do I do wasting my time? Ah, ah, seven hours teaching, ten hours teaching. I said, then you are malnourished. You know how a man who goes to gym eats. You know those people. They call them glutons. They are just eating. They are just eating. Why? Because their body is naturally already built for food capacity. So they need food to function. So that means if you can't stay that long with God's word, ah, my brother. Kwashioko <laughs> is at your door. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Because our food, our appetite is God's word. And I told them, I said, if Jesus took all believers, they not believe the gospel. You have the Holy Ghost. In fact, you have the indwelling. They just <coughs> have Holy Ghost on the head or in person then. And if unbelievers were taken to the wilderness and taught for three days and three nights and did not complain, that Jesus was the one complaining for them and saying, ah, guys, we should not leave these people going on their way hungry. Ah, it shows we are, we are here to start. And I told them again, Utikos. I said, Paul was teaching. Utikos fed and died. You don't get it. Nobody left the studies and said, ah, that's a fake pastor. Paul joined the head back, continued teaching, told Utikos to eat so that his natural body can be okay, and Utikos continued taking notes. You don't understand. It shows that their appetites are food. They are hungry for the world. So a believer must naturally be hungry for the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you must. You must. See, let me tell you. If I've not heard my pastor's voice in a day, ah, or even after some hours, I feel like I want to backslide. I just, I just can't do it. I just can't cope. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because see, you must be naturally hungry for God's word. So we said there is the teaching meeting, right? Yes. So that shows you can walk into our services and you find us hearing God's teaching God's word. Right? You find you can walk into our services and find us praying, right? Yes. You can walk into our services and find and see that we have gone for outreach. Yes, and we are healing the sick already. Yes, you can walk in and see that ah, this this meeting, the voice is higher. We are coming upon people so people that did not pray one hour, people that did not submit their report, people that we are taking out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what can see my leadership meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we can also come in and it can look like everybody is mad. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You can also come into the service and you know that ah. you look at the door and say, Is this did they, they say church, not psychiatric center? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you just see people laughing, rolling on the floor, you know, rejoicing, yes. seeing visions, telling you, I see and I see, I sense and I sense. I, <coughs> I intertwine in your spirit. <laughs> and we are moving with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because God's house is here. And that's what we want to explain this morning. So look at John 3. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Ah, God, I hope I have time. I hope I have time. 
and I throw up going to half time. So like I said, so we, we are we are going somewhere, right? And I want to I, I, I want we are going to switch the service to a supernatural meeting. It's a supernatural meeting already. Yes, sir. But I want to teach you why it's a supernatural meeting. They will not do what supernatural people do. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Like I say, you are sharp, right? Yes, sir. You are sharp. Yes, sir. Say I'm sharp. I'm sharp. All right, John Tilly. Let's let's see our thing. I'm sure you understand this John Tilly now. I'm sure you you do. When they somebody tell you explain born again, you say where should I start from? Should I start from the Old Testament or <laughs> the New Testament? What is born of the Spirit? Should I should I show you Joseph? Should I show you? Should I show you Moses? <laughs> you should listen to the first two. How many of you believe that would bless people, right? Yes, I don't feel that way. But I'm, I'm, I don't like the fact that we, we, all of you just agreed to my title, Supernatural Life. I don't like it. Somebody should come up with something as a challenge me as a pastor. This is not the title. I know people like, yeah, this is thinking in their mind. The evil in their hands is anything. I'm going to do this one. All right, look at John 3. Let's start from verse 3. He says, Verily, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you. You now know what verily, verily means, right? We say it's faithful, amen, right? I say, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we said that being born of the spirit, so we now says in verse 6, look at what it says in verse 8. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say, ye must be born again. And we said being born of the Spirit is born for a purpose, right? And the purpose of the Spirit is to fulfill God's desires. We said the purpose of the Spirit is to fulfill God's desires. So, and the Spirit of God is in you. It is His Spirit. So, He gave you His Spirit to fulfill His own desires. Not your desires. And I told you, I said, that is why you can't use the Spirit to pass an exam. You can't use the Spirit... To, to things you're supposed to be trained at work for, you're saying you're using the Holy Ghost. You can't. That's an abuse. Myers Moreau said, when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. So, you can't abuse what you do. It is what you don't know you're abusing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, this is the keyboard here now. Imagine we don't know what it, what it's for. We are just banging it every day. You know who will spoil it? Are you getting what I'm saying? But the, the, the essence of the keyboard is to give us sound. Give us a good sound. So now, the emphasis of God. Now, so as a preacher, as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, see, if you want to know what God is doing, eh, just pray. Why? He has given you his spirit. And the spirit is what? For his own desires, right? Mm-hmm. So that shows you as a believer, and I've explained it in the last two weeks, and I said, you as a believer, as you are seated, you can naturally do God's will because you have His Spirit. So now, when it seems as though you don't know what to do, see, just pray. As a preacher, as a disciple, as a, as a minister of the gospel, as a, as a location minister, as a this, what is God doing in this area? What is God trying to do in this area? I can tell you. What is God doing in our local church and in the world is a wild harvest. Hallelujah. Planting of more churches. Wild demonstrations of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We're going to have more sick yield. More power of God like we've never seen. More Holy Ghost meetings like we've never had. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Are wild outreaches and planting of more churches in different places. We're going to have an eruption of more churches. Are you getting what I'm saying? If we thought we have few now, we're going to have more in the coming year. When I mean more, the Lord told us wild. Wild simply means we might not be able to count it. We can't. What, what, what I'm trying to do is, we are not going to put a limit of a number to it. He said, wow. Wow simply means it spreads far. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So as a believer, you key into it. As a believer in this church, you key into it. Okay, how did this affect me as a person? I want to, I want to pioneer a walk. I want to have wild disciples with no limits. You know, I want to make sure that this is established. I want to make sure that I raise the dead. It's a wild time. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You don't put limits to this. So you are smart. That's how to be smart as a Christian. You say, oh, this is happening. Oh, wild harvest. Wild demonstrations of the Spirit of God. Effective trainings. Okay, I'm going to be trained. I'm going to, you know, you just, you just be smart. Okay, I'm going to raise the dead in 2023. I'm going to pop a deaf ear open. It's a wild time, and it's not just one, a lot of it. So, the emphasis of God is not what the world is saying. The emphasis of God is not what the world is saying. The world right now is talking about World Cup. But that's not what the world is saying. That's not what God is saying. God is saying wild harvest, God is saying plant more churches. God is saying, reach more lost. God is saying, let there be more light, intense light. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? So we don't take initiatives on social media as a church. We don't. We don't say, because people are doing this, we are going to do it. People are going in this direction, we are going to follow. No, we don't. We are born of the Spirit. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. I'm born of the Spirit. So that shows in your natural affairs in your ministry, in your life. You don't take initiatives from the world. You don't take... Now, in your business, you will take initiatives from the world because that is where, that is where it is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because remember, the Spirit of God is not given to you for business. You have to be smart. When the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. Are you getting what... The Spirit of God is given for you for His own desires. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, we don't take decisions of ministry or what people are doing by social media influencers. We are influenced by God's Spirit. So, our God's leading is way beyond human, human comprehension. And we are meant to be led by the Spirit. As a believer, we are meant to be led by the Spirit. Your decisions are meant to be Spirit-led decisions. Your decisions are meant to be Spirit-led decisions. Why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you traveling? Why are you doing... See, are you just taking decisions impulsively? Or you are led by the Spirit? You know, you can have a check in your heart. Ah, don't do this. Don't do this direction. But you see, a lot of people don't, they don't know how to be led. But you see, you are born of the Spirit. 
Remember I taught you, I said, we have the natural and the supernatural, right? In the natural, people can tell you, oh, come, let's do this, come, let's do this. But in the supernatural, there could be a check in your heart. Ah, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going in this direction. No, I'm not going in this direction. No, I'm not, I'm not taking this step yet. No, at least not now. Okay, let's be patient. So, you are led. So, I'm being led by the Spirit. You are led by His Word. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. And for instruction in righteousness. So being led by the Spirit is, is being led by the Word. It is synonymous to being led by the Word. As far as the written Word says it. We are clear and we are sure that the written Word says it. We can be led. As far as we know that it's in the written Word. Just like prayer, we know it's in the written Word. We are praying. Just like Holy Ghost meetings. Having and demonstrating the things of the Spirit. We know we are not doing anything out of the scriptures. We are led. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We know that coming to church is being led of the Spirit. We know that teaching God's word is being led of the Spirit because it's in the Word. In 2 Peter 1, verse 20, it says, Knowing this first, 2 Peter 1, verse 20, it says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. In verse 21, it says, For no prophecy came not in, it says, For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but only men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So, only men, so that means, only men have written the scriptures. So, that shows that when I read the scriptures, that is God talking to me. It says, No prophecy. He says, knowing this that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. But prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man. So that shows only men of God wrote and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So that means they were moved by the Spirit, right? So that shows when I read God's word, I am being led of the Spirit. I can find directions by reading God's word. We know in God's word that our treatise is not a sin. That going to preach the gospel is an instruction. So we are led of the Spirit. Have you seen it? It's that simple. So it is clear from God's word that it is clear that the Spirit of God is leading you when you are doing God's word. The Spirit of God is leading you when you are doing God's word. The Spirit of God is leading you when you are doing God's word. The Spirit of God is leading you in Acts 1 verse 16. Men and brethren, the scriptures must need has been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David. He says, look at how he said it. He said, the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David. So that means, David might be saying certain things. David might be saying certain things, but it was written, that's the Holy Ghost talking to us. So that shows, when you come to church, and you see a preacher teaching, and you see a preacher talking, or your pastor talking, that's also the Holy Ghost talking to you. Because men wrote it and they spoke, and the Bible told us that's the Holy Ghost speaking to us. So that shows when we mean, when we come to church and you are hearing the preacher speak, that's the Holy Ghost talking to you. And see, I'm telling you, what's the Holy Ghost doing in this season? Wild harvest. So as a preach, as a Christian, you are smart. You are smart to key into it, planting on more churches. We are going to have increase of churches in 2023. Are you getting? See, let me tell you. 
All I've been doing in the last couple of weeks or since November is preparing you for the new year. Go and pick most of what I've been teaching since November and listen again. I've just been preparing you for what God is going to do. That's it. Everything I'm teaching, I'm just preparing you. See, listen. Eh? See, we are going to see. The Lord said it's a wild harvest. We are going to raise dead in 2023. So that shows there is no limit. We can empty an hospital in 2023. Doors are going to be open. So that means you, as a believer, you are going to channel yourself. You are going to position yourself. So whatever you see on the lips of God's prophets, lips of God's prophets we mean, lips of men who have written the scriptures, is God leading us. Is God leading us. Hebrews 1 verse 1, God has sundry times, spoken in diverse manners, through our prophets. He says, as in this last day, spoken to us through his son Jesus. So that shows, when we read the scriptures, we can say we are reading God leading us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, when we read the scriptures, so can we say the scriptures is God leading us, right? Yes, so when we read the stories in the scriptures, we can safely pick and glean from it, right? Yes, right, guys? Yes, sir. So the written word is the spirit of God speaking to you. So within the written word, experientially, you will hear God speaking to you. What he said to Timothy in Timothy, he's still saying it to us today. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, what is said to Timothy in Timothy, in the book of Timothy, is still saying to us today. What is said to Titus, in the book of Titus, is still saying it to us today. You know, he told Timothy, he said the bishop must be apt to teach. Do you know it's still important for us today that a bishop must be apt to teach? A bishop simply means a preacher. You must be apt to teach, that is able to teach. A bishop must not be a novice. A novice means he must not be someone who is not experienced. So, the number one way God leads us is the written word. And see, all of us, see, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because all of us are going to be led. See, I'm praying and listen, 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 listen. There's going to be a fresh leading that is coming to you. Uh, you're, you're not, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. Fresh directions are coming your way. Amen. So that shows your mind is open to freshness. Your mind is open to a fresh direction. Your mind is open to a fresh leading of the spirit. You know, I told you to be sharp. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, the meeting has started. It's a supernatural meeting already. Hallelujah. Amen. So the number one way God leads us is the written word. And God's written word is God's spirit speaking to you. So when the pastor is speaking, that's God's spirit speaking to you. I just told you, you have fresh direction. So can we say that's God's spirit speaking to us? God's spirit is speaking to you. You have fresh directions. See, listen, fresh directions mean, so in case you don't understand, fresh directions mean, some of you have just been on a spot for so long. You just you're just doing things natural. Things you just going the same step. You're just, going, you're just going in circles, just going in circles. No. You have fresh directions of what God wants you to do. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? You can your you know I told you in the last two weeks that your your eyes can't see what God is doing. He says, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. And we said your our eyes is open to see the kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And that means we now said our eyes is open to see what God is doing. Say, I can see what God is doing. And I am led to do it. See, you don't seem like I mean it. You don't seem like you mean it. Say, I am led to do it. And I am led to do it. So that shows we have fresh direction. I have fresh direction. Say, I have fresh direction. So now you have it. Hallelujah. That is it. So that's God's spirit speaking to you. So when we read the written word, when we read the words written on the lips of God's prophets in the scriptures, we can say this is what God is doing. And when we read, and when the pastor is speaking, because it's also, it's also God using him, we can say that's God's spirit speaking to us. So, you know why I can tell you God is speaking to us? God's prophet, my pastor said, it's a year of strengthening the local churches and planting more church. And I'm a son. So we are going to plant more. Hallelujah. We are going to. It's going to happen. He said, this is a year of supernatural harvest for more. This is our first year in ministry. And we can't count how many things has happened. Hallelujah. This is our first year starting a church. And we can't count. Now we are in different, different, we, we have six locations right now. Hallelujah. In one year, less than a year, I moved down to Rochester in January 13. In less than a year, we are in six locations. We are trusting God for eight. We are trust, I trust God that even before December 30, we should be in another seventh location. I'm trusting God for it. Supernatural harvest for more. Hallelujah. In our say, 2023, we are planting more. <laughs> and the Lord already told us it's a wild harvest. So that means there is no limit to what we will do. <laughs> so that's why we can have 100 churches by this time next year. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the Lord told us in glory meeting, he said in 10 years, we will be in every state in North America. Yes, I remember if you remember that. Yes, sir. We are trusting God. He's going to happen. He's going to happen. He's going to happen. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to. God's word has never failed. See, let me tell you. I don't care what anybody says. But see, I've known God long enough to know that his word does not fail. It might look slow, but his word has never failed. His word has never failed and it will never fail. It can never fail and it will never fail. So that means whatever the Lord has told you, whatever utterances you have got, it will come to pass. It will never fail. All you just need to do is, like the Bible says, it says, it says prophecy has gone ahead of you that you wait a good warfare, so you pray it. You pray it to pass. You see that this has not come to pass. You pray it to happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? So you are smart. So as the year progresses, you have to be smart. Though. Smart spiritually. Your spiritual sensitivity has to be on the edge. It has to be on the edge. It has to be on the edge. So the written word is our light. A lot of people are looking. A lot of people are looking for light outside the written world. See, if you are looking for light outside the written world, you are looking for darkness. <laughs> See, we we know no other thing outside this, outside the Bible. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we don't use any apocrypha. We don't use any uh, Quran. We don't. We only know the written world, and that is God speaking to us. No way, no God. So that's why you see an unbeliever. 
An unbeliever will be asking for your hand in marriage. And you will say, should I pray about it? Should I not pray? That is, how to, that is not the written word. You see somebody who is not committed to a local church. He is not accountable to anybody. He does not have a pastor. He just tells you he prays in tongues. He's asking for your hand and saying, can you be my boyfriend? Abi, can you be my girlfriend? And you say, ah, I kind of like him. Can I pray about it? What are you praying about? That is not what the written word said. Are you getting what I'm saying? A lot of people are putting themselves under pressure when the written word has expressly said something. You are saying, oh, I like him. Oh, he, oh, I like him. What church does he go? No church. He smokes. You say you like him. He drinks. He clubs. Or she, because now a lot of people, we, we, we teach it to, to, to women. But actually, she too. She drinks. She, she clubs. She, she goes to parties. And she says she likes you. <laughs> My brother, that's the devil in disguise. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There's nothing to pray about. That's darkness. The Bible says, what communication as light has to do with darkness. It's that simple. So there's nothing to pray about. You have the written word, especially speaking. So when you see a guy coming to ask you in your hand in marriage, and the guy comes to you and says, I like you. Who's your pastor? You say, hey, I listen to everybody on social media. Okay. Who are you accountable to? Who monitors your spiritual growth? Uh, I have an online church. Okay. Do you fellowship with believers? Do, are you going, do you do outreaches? No. When was the last time you healed the sea? Uh, in a Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> what? When last did you pray? Like, Pray, not personal prayer. Personal prayer can always shut up. Hallelujah, go where you go. <laughs> well, as did you fellowship and pray? Ah, 2002. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where were you last night in the club and you want to pray about it? You don't say, ah. <laughs> you don't say, you don't tell me about You know what Asalavista means? Bye bye. <laughs> Asalavista, dear. Bye bye. <laughs> See, you, do, you have the written word. How are you getting what I'm saying? So there are certain things you're supposed not to be confused about. Some people want to be your friend. Somebody is saying he's your best friend. He's your best friend. He's your best friend. I said that in a series yesterday. You can lay you, 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 your hands on it. He's your best friend. He's your best friend. He's your friend. See, the, we, we have to be strong on supernatural relationships in the, in the coming days. He says he's your friend. He's your friend. The person you open your heart to. Who is his pastor? He doesn't have. Who is his friend? Who, who does he know? Most of you know my friends. <laughs> you know them. Some of them are on your contact list. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You know my pastor. Some of you have seen him before. Are you getting what I'm saying? Who is he accountable to? If he makes any error, who does who calls him back to order? Who does he fear? You know, you should have somebody you fear in your life. I do. If my pastor calls me now, service has ended though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We have, we just, I just say, all right, bye-bye, guys. We'll see next service. I'll, just, I'll go outside and pick the call. <laughs> Even if it is a two-minute call, service has finished. That's why I have, many a times, when service, I, <laughs> my phone is not on. Because if his test can enter, and if his test enter, I can never be comforted. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must have people you fear. There's nobody, no Lord over your life. You just want to live your life anyhow. 
You just want to, you, you know, these things that people are saying, I want to be a man of my own. Nobody can tell me what to do. Nobody can do. Enter hell fire. Just be going. Don't be going that way. Go. Keep going. Nobody over your life. Nobody. I don't have any accountability. But when you now want to marry, you go back to church. For church wedding. <laughs> I, 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 see, it's an insult on those pastors to be doing those things. Somebody you don't know from Adam. Just come to you and tell you want to marry. Me, God forbid. <laughs> I'm not going to join you together. And I don't know you. I don't know how you were born again. I don't know if this is the first time you are coming to church in your life. I don't know. <laughs> ah, eh? No. The written word already gives us an answer. So there are things we don't pray about. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? You know a job will not allow you to come to church. You know that that job, that proposal you are trying to submit, that's the end of church service. That means, if you, as you submit it like this, that proposal, you will not come to service again, you will not have time for church again, you will not have time for outreach again, and you are now saying, Lord, help me. Lord, is it of God? Is it not of God? Ah! <laughs> Brother, sister, that can be of God. Be smart. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know as you are picking that class, you know you are picking it on a Sunday morning, 10 a.m. And you say, ah, there's nothing wrong with it. Pastor, we understand. Ah, I will. <laughs> but God will not. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You should know. Are you getting what I'm saying? For not forsaking the assemblies of the brethren, as the manner of some is. You want to be the song. Are you a lot of believers like that song part as the manner of that song is? Some people now, the reason why they are not in service today is because they are sleeping or they are rolling on their bed or they are pressing phone. You know that Sunday is short service, you know, short service is 10. You now decided to sleep at 2 or, or 7. Ah, ah, you are a devil. Ah, ah. Or that's when you decided to do laundry. That's when you decided to say you want to take a rest. Ah, ah. Who has bewitched you? If you were in your mother's house, you would not have done it. You know some people, it's just little freedom that the devil just needs to deal with them. Just because they went to college or because they left their parents' house, they now decided to now be free. Ah, you know, service is so... Even if they do not like a church, go to another one. Ah! And fellowship with people that at least you like. Ah, at least if you don't like my face, you say I have beards, my hair is too bushy, I'm too black, my stomach is already pot belly. You say, oh! <laughs> I don't know why I said that one. But I think it's my insecurities that he's speaking. <laughs> my pot belly insecurity. <laughs> He said, ah, you must have a poor belly. He just used to shout every time. At least go to where they don't used to shout. And we shall know that this brother is going to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah, ah. But some people, you say, should I go? Should I? Should I? Should I, should I go? Church A, church B? Which go one to one, please? You shall know that where they teach God's word. Where they pray, at least, see, let me tell you, eh? at least, eh, if one marker you should know in a church, 
if a church does not pray long, ah, fear that place. I mean, I'm not saying die by fire. I'm not saying where they are killing enemies. They are not emphatic on praying in tongues a lot. Ah, be very weary. They are not emphatic on their, their, their services are short SMS. I remember I went to a church last year, one hour. The first service was like vapor, boom. Hallelujah, praise God, groom. We ah, I just, I just there. Look up, look down. We are finished service. <laughs> you know some people. That's what they like. Ah, it can never happen. You oh me hold one hour service. One hour, I'm still doing introduction. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still doing introduction. Me one hour. No, it's not possible. Ah, it's not possible. The others that will happen is you not come again. And those that will come will come and hear God's word. Me one hour. Ah, that was not how I was trained. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so now, those things need to be addressed. They are not teaching God's word. They are telling you, if we have time now, we will have explained it. But they have time for, for praise dance. They have time for drama ministration. They have time for 15 minutes praise and worship, where you dance and forget your sorrow. They had that time. And they did not have time. They tell you, ah, brethren, we do not have time. The pastor is like, brethren, brethren, brethren. Ah, if only we had time. 15 minutes word, you know? Then when we were younger, we used to draw service outline. They say 30 minutes, praise and worship. 15 minutes, the word, the ministration. Ah, 15 minutes. And inside the 15 minutes, you will still worship God. You still say, brethren, let's lift our hands and help bless him. Let's worship him. All right, let's sit down. Let's open our Bibles. Five minutes has gone. <laughs> you are left in 10 minutes. And in 10 minutes, you still do, brethren, I want to thank you. It's a privilege to thank the person that gave me this movie. <laughs> thank you so much. I don't take this opportunity for granted. I'm really grateful. Five minutes has gone. Let me find you. Then I say, brethren, if only I have time. Brethren. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I really don't know why I said. I don't. I don't know why. That was not my. That was not my. I don't know why I gave all of those explanations. It's not in my notes. Anyway, so when you see an unbeliever, no. So when you see an unbeliever making a mistake in when you no not an unbeliever when you see a believer making a mistake going into error, he knew it. He decided to do it. He decided to do it. There is no way a believer will not be led of the Spirit. When you were entering into that wrong relationship, you knew it. When you were talking to that person, when you were taking that job, you knew it. You knew this would happen, but you decided not to do it. There is something inbuilt in the life of a believer that he is naturally led of God. He is naturally led to take the right decisions. You knew the right job to take. You just decided to take it because of money. You knew the right job to the right application to submit. You decided to do it because of your own selfish interest. A believer is naturally led. See, I've told you before, you don't even pray for leading. Leading comes to the believer naturally. Are you getting what I'm saying? Leading, and see, we are in that season where we are going to be led. See, we are going to be led to take trips, solo trips. We are going to be led. Some of you will just be led to say, ah. Let me go and see what is going on in that city. I just feel I should just go and pray around and you just meet somebody. I just feel I should go to that campus. I just feel I should go this. 
we are in a season of planting more. Some of you will leave this city in 2023. And leaving this city is not so that you will go and enjoy your life. It's so that you will go and plant more. You will go and be an orchestration for the gospel to advance in whatever city the Lord will put you in. Some of you will live in 2024. It's because the Lord wants you to advance, plant more. We are in that season. Are you getting what I'm saying? So whatever will take your leg out of this season, you know you're a missionary. Are you seeing it? Because you are smart. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are smart. One of the things I'm going to teach, I think in January, starting a new work, I'm going to do it. Some of you need to learn it on time. How to start a church. How to start a fellowship. How to start something because you are going to need it. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are in that season already. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are in that season. So God's word is synonymous. God's word and God's spirit is synonymous. So if you are planning the year, some of you will start making resolutions, I know. Some of you will start doing my new year resolution. You will know that you must put prayer in your new year resolution. Abby, it's in the word. You know that studying God's word is part, is part of your New Year resolution. You will know that at least you will reach out to the lost. It's part of your New The Bible says we must. It's an instruction. It's a great commission. Go and preach the gospel. So you know preaching the gospel is, must be a part of your New resolution. So are you saying that you can naturally take initiatives by knowing God's word? And because you are led, you know you will not take jobs or do businesses or do or venture in careers that will not allow you fellowship with the brethren because you know the church is God's wisdom. You know it. You know it. You know it. So as you are planning your new year resolution, yes, you want to make more money. I want to. I want I want to advance in business. I'm trusting God to make at least fifty thousand to hundred thousand dollars more next year in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Everybody Amen. likes those things. <laughs> That's what me I'm trusting God for. That business will boom. This will just boom. I will clear all my all my pending payments, clear everything. Everybody has those things they are planning for. Some of you have your career you are looking for. You're okay. I'm going to pitch this. I'm going to pitch this. I'm going to do this. Some of you are looking at your job and say, I want to apply to a new job. I want to get this. I want to get this. In the planning, prayer must be constant. How <laughs> church must be constant. Evangelism must be constant. And you get to healing the sick must be constant. Studying God's word must be constant. Going to church must be constant. I thought on letter to the churchless Christian. A believer who doesn't go to church is in sin. And you getting what I'm saying? Stop all those stupid things of online service. You don't see. Let's do it again. When you watch Black Panther, did you, were you in the were you in the movie? You only saw it. That is how it is to Christians. You only saw the service. You didn't fellowship with them. Does it make sense? Yes, sir. So you have to be in the physical meeting. And that physical meeting, that's what I want to explain. That physical meeting, see here, in Psalm 127 verse 1, it says, Except the Lord build a house, then that building build in vain. So, if it is not God's plan, it is not God's plan. A lot of, a lot of people like alternatives. If it is no God's plan, see, it's not God's plan. Many of you, you know me. Some of I will make a decision. I'll just tell you. Maybe I just go back and just go and pray. I just say, oh, this direction we are taking, guys. See, I missed it too. It's not God's plan. We'll wait. It's just like 
we were just like as a church, we were once on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, social media platform, all of all the social media platforms. We took everything down. Why? Ah, it's not yet time. So what do you say? But he's wrong. It's not as bad. Let people be listening. At least the word of God should spread out. <laughs> I know. Me too. I also want the word of God to spread out. We will do it when it is God's time. How do you get to what I'm saying? There is such a thing as knowing God's timing. You think I don't want the word of God to spread out? <laughs> I do. I do. I, we have a lot of messages that I believe. People must listen. That it's not just I believe people should. People must listen to. But we trust God. <laughs> we trust God. So we must do what is in the written word. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we draw inspiration from the written word. So as we are planning our year, we draw inspiration from the written word. Alright. So now back to that our Psalm 127, verse 1. If it is not God's plan, it's not God's plan. See, God is not moved by applause. God is not moved by, you did it, you didn't work, you did it, it didn't work, uh, this person, uh, this person. No, God is not moved by that too. God is not moved by the person you celebrate the most. God does not run opinion polls on who he's going to use. If God was to run opinion polls on who he's going to use, he would not have used Saul of Tarsus. Saul, a killer. You know, if, he had, if Jesus had had has asked the disciples, should I use Saul of Tarsus? All of them would have said no. All the disciples would have said no. But he chose Saul of Tarsus. See, let me say this as an average. I noticed that I share a lot of stories sometimes that I, I sometimes I don't even plan to say. Just like what I was just saying now. My pastor said something and that thing spoke to me. He said many a times when God when, when we are saying stories, stories like, maybe I share you a story on certain things, and let's say a story of maybe a great move of God or something, it simply means God wants to repeat it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It simply means God wants to repeat it. So now, remember that a church should guide you on how to pray. Now, what is a church? What, what does church do? Because as believers, we must know the essence of the local church. We must know the essence of a supernatural garden. Yes, a church should guide you on how to pray. A church should teach you God's word, study God's word, to reach the unsaved. There is an emphasis on all of those things. Because a church also should not leave its members to take initiatives. That's why the pastor must teach and, and make sure that they see God's word. It's not as if you are the one that was telling me, we are doing Valentine's service. It can never happen. It can never happen. Why are we doing it? For what? Everybody is crying. What are we doing Valentine's service for? Celebration of love. The God kind of love. <laughs> So as you are as you are in service now, it's not a celebration of love. So this service now is not a celebration of God kind of love. God loves us so much. I'm tired and I'm still preaching. It's not it's not God's love. So now 
now back to what we were saying. In a church meeting, prayer must be constant, right? Yes, sir. Study of God's word must be constant. Reaching the unsaved must be constant, right? Now, there is an emphasis and something, and, and, and this is where I would I would finish today and as I as I as I as I progress on this. There is an emphasis, and there is we must emphasize the supernatural gathering of believers. Because we have emphasized the work of the Spirit with us, or the work of the Spirit in us. That is, you know, I taught us glory. The, oh, have I taught you glory in us? No. I only taught you glory among us. Ah, sure. So, there is a work of the Spirit in us. But I've taught you spirit within spirit upon. In glory among us, right? I explain spirit within the spirit upon. Alright. Now, we, we've emphasized the spirit within. That is the work of the spirit with us. We can heal the sick. We can do this. We can do that. We can lay us on the sick. We can see visions. We can see revelations. See it. But you see, there is an emphasis on the work of the spirit among us when we gather. See, if we don't emphasize this a lot, see, I believe, and I'm going to be teaching him this so much in the coming days. I believe if we don't teach people the essence of the local church a lot, they won't see the need. Especially with what the COVID has done. A lot of people now took initiative. We don't take initiatives from the world. I was just telling you. We take initiative from the Spirit of God. You know some people, they say because the COVID, you are working online. You know, because of COVID, people were working online. Because of COVID, school was, school was online. So people now thought we can do church online. <laughs> Yes, but that was what the devil wanted to do. He wanted to isolate the guardian of brethren. It was reported that in America, eh, that after the COVID, a lot of churches closed down. A lot of churches closed down. Do you know what? The devil thought he has won, but I'm telling you, he didn't win. Why would churches do that? Do you know that, as I said it, you know that's not God's plan. Why would churches close down? That's to let you know that that was the agenda of the devil. I just told you in Psalm 121 verse 1, 127 verse 1. He said, he said the Lord build the thing. They that labor will labor in vain. So there is such a thing as God's plan. See, eh? God's plan in the now, I just told you. My pastor said, strengthening the local churches and planting more. So a believer needs to understand why he is in the local church. We have emphasized, okay, we can preach the gospel to this, we can lay us on this, see, but there is a supernatural assembly that we have. There is a reason God wanted us to gather, and we are going to see it today. There is a reason. If we don't see, if we don't teach, see, because the New Testament church emphasized the gathering of believers. Not just the physical meeting, not just as a physical assembly, but as something very unique. Look at in Matthew 18, verse 20. And that's why you must have the right influences also. Right friends. I was telling them in one of our churches yesterday afternoon. And I told them, I said, if not for a friend, I would not have accepted the call to ministry years ago, about 10, about 12 years ago now. 12, 13 years ago. I would not have accepted the, the call to ministry. That's why you must have right influences around you. Right associations. People who can inspire you to do the word. Imagine having friends who can tell you guys, we have to be early in church. 
We have to be on the edge. We have to study God's word. We have to do this. But imagine all your friends are just people who are very like a diesical. Imagine the friends you are keeping and you call their friends are in their rooms now. That's not a friend. I started a series yesterday on friendship. You should listen to it. That's not a friend. You have friends right now. They are seated at home. And you, you are in church. Ha! Brethren, you don't have a friend. Or you are not a good friend. Because friends must inspire one another to obey God. See, a friend helped me obey God's call. Imagine that my friend did not tell me about God's call for my life. I won't be here preaching to you today. And you know, probably God has seen it maybe 13, 14 years ago that there will be a service like this that you will be seated, that I have to explain this to you. That is why he he orchestrated it. So we need to have the right influences around us. See, I'm going to be so emphatic in the coming year about our associations. Because see, your association can either make you or mar you. Man is a product of influence. It's a lie of the devil to say, what you did, nobody taught you, nobody knew, it's a lie. The dress you wore today, it was inspired by something. You saw it somewhere. You saw you. People inspired your dressing. The way you talk today, people inspire the way you talk. Man is a product of influence. The shoes you wear today, you saw it somewhere. The way you behave today, you saw it somewhere. The reason you are seated in church today, somebody influenced you to come. Man is a product of influence. And see, if you are not careful, man will. That same man will also lead you to your early grave. Man is a product of influence. So our influence and association matters. I told you last week, I said, see, I told them, I was telling them yesterday in our church there, and I said, if God wanted to do it, eh, can he not have put, can he not have made sure that, and I explained it this way to them, I said, do you know that God doesn't have to make us man and woman? He could have just made everybody man and man, and we would have reproduced, right? But he put in man what a woman does not have, so that they will relate. So God was even the originator of relationships. God wanted human beings to relate, and that is why we are in a gathering, in a church. So there is something our friendship does. So that shows no one has something in his body that Sister Joy does not have. So God expects Noah and Sister Joy to meet. No, it's just an example. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that's relationship. So that means in the local assembly, God has put in us what he wants. Okay, now, can we say it this way? God has, by pressure grace of God, I'm privileged to pastor you guys now. Can we say God has put in me what you don't have so that you will be, you'll be here today? That is as like there it is. That's relationship. So you know what happens? We are now in a supernatural relationship. So I'm here by a privilege. And you two, you are seated by a privilege. I must not load over you and usurp authority that is beyond the scriptures over you. It is only a privilege given of God to me. So you that you are seated here, you are also I'm also privileged to, to be able to talk to you. That's relationships. 
and those that we have all across the world, relationships. Listen to that. I started that series. I said, I'm going to finish it next week. You should, you should listen to it when it's out. So if we don't emphasize what God is doing, look at it, Matthew 18, verse 20. Let's read it together. Everybody, Matthew 18, verse 20. One, two, ready, go. One, two, ready, go. So he says, when two or three people are gathered, there I am in the midst. Today in church, we are more than three. Can we say God is here? So that shows in a supernatural assembly, God is in the midst. Somebody will say, ah, but he's also online. He's everywhere. People receive the power of God online. People get healed online. Yeah, agreed. But he said we should gather physically. See, the gathering started in Exodus, Ecclesia. The congregation, they sat down and listened to Moses preach. God has ordained the gathering that people should come together. So there seems to be more authority when others join. Our corporate gathering has more authority than individually. It says where two of people more are gathered, he is in their midst. So that means he is with us, right? Because he has, we have the indwelling of the Spirit, right? And he is also among us. I have a series, The Glory Among Us. You should listen to it too. So he is with us and he is also among us. So can we say in this morning service, God is, in, God is here? Yes, because he said, so remember I told you, we pick our understanding from the scriptures, right? Yes, so that shows when two people gather, when three people gather, as far as they started the opening prayer, God is there. So can we say God is here physically? Yes, he is. The word of God will not lie. He said, when two or more people are gathered in my name, not in so now you know we can change this meeting now and change it to a city room and put a tv and start watching right it's a city room and start watching tv and we turn the whole meeting to a movie night right can we say god is there no but we switch the meeting and we said we pawned we put a chair we gathered all together and we said guys let's have a church service god is here so it is not in the location it is in what we are doing. We are gathered in his name. So our gatherings are sacred. Our gatherings are supernatural. Our gatherings are supernatural. What makes it sacred is the fact that we even came. You and I came to service today. That's what exactly even made it sacred. We didn't come to service. We didn't come here to watch a movie. We didn't come here to gist. We came because we want to fellowship. That meeting is sacred. So we must be careful. So we must be careful of people saying, hey, we cannot gather physically. Oh, we cannot. No. You must have where you gather. You must have your company. So, our gathering is supernatural. And we must start treating that gathering sacredly. That's why when we come, it is wrong for us to gist. If, if you were seeing God physically, would you have been gisting? No, sir. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? You know God is in the service. You are serious. You want to hear from God. You want to catch something. You don't come late to the service. You don't treat it shabbily. You don't dress anyhow. You dress like you are. Imagine you are going to see Joe Biden. You wear suits. You, you dress like you are going to see somebody else. Somebody serious. Imagine now coming to church and coming shabbily. It's because you don't honor it. You don't honor the meeting. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's because you don't honor the meeting. You dress like you want to, like you know you are having an appointment somewhere. You are prepared. Your Bible, your daughter, your Bible. Imagine God was at the door as the usher. <laughs> and you did not bring your Bible. What did you come and do? You came to gist? What did they do in church? And you see, people have spoiled things too. So, there is something sacred about when believers gather. Our gathering is sacred. And it must be, and it is supernatural. I can tell you the truth. No gift of God that works in my life. Every gift of God that works in my life was gotten in a meeting. I started speaking in tongues, they laid hands on me in a church. Oh, I started doing ministry in the church. Oh, I started praying for the sick. I got it in the church, in a meeting. In a meeting. Everything I'm doing today, I got it in a meeting. So I will be the wrongest person to tell you it's, not, it's wrong for a believer to gather. Ah! I'll be the wrongest person to tell you that. In a meeting. Directions and, and leadings and strong impressions, I get them in a meeting. Where believers gather. So you will learn to respect that assembly. He says, there I am in their midst. See, when he rose from the dead, he told them to gather in a place. Look at Matthew 28. I want to show you this so that you, you, you are well, you know what I'm saying. Because we must be careful of what COVID did in, in the in, COVID did to us as Christians. I remember during the COVID era, I taught some of you online after a while, maybe like three, four weeks. Ah, I said, guys, let's go back. Eh? <laughs> when some people are using me to fry pepper, fry this, use me to fry plantain, they'll put me on mute and they are frying plantain all around. And I'm teaching. Ah, I said, guys. Since they said it was 25 that can gather, I'll be, ah. All right, guys, let's go back. <laughs> I could do cool. Use me to, so as we say, unmute your phone, you'll be hearing sounds of food. <laughs> and you say you went to church. Some people say they went to church, they are in the toilet seat, I hold the service like this. And they are looking at each other and say, Amen. Amen. And you went to church. <laughs> My brother, you went to toilet to watch a service. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't attend, you didn't attend the service. You say, I'm listening online. Ah, ah. 
See, we must be careful what this technology team is going to. Very soon, there will soon be technology in our hand where we just tap our hand and something will come out. You know, see, you just see my head on top. Welcome to church. <laughs> I say, I'm having a connection with the pastor. You are who? <laughs> if the technology is that way, me, I will not agree. I will not let us advance to that point. <laughs> Look at Matthew 28, verse 16. Are you seeing something? I'm about to round up. I'm about to. I'm trying to see where I can round up. I will continue this later. Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away unto Galilee to a mountain where Jesus has appointed them. So Jesus rose from the dead and appointed a place for all of them to gather. <laughs> Could it not have walked to everybody and said, Guy, Thomas, I'm around. Philip, I've risen. This. He made sure they gathered. So there was a place, there was a timing. Look at Acts 1, verse 14. Even after the ascension, Acts 1, verse 14. They gathered. So, how we now want to. So, in this our world, do we want to be smarter than the scriptures? Somebody will say, maybe because they did not have technology in that time. So you mean God did not foresee technology? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So you mean God didn't foresee technology? Look at in Acts 1 verse 14. It says, And they all continued in one accord in prayers. And supplication. He now listed. He said, with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren, that is the brothers of Jesus. In Acts 2, verse 1, and the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were one accord in one place. Solomon's power. And that day of Pentecost, a lot of people were there. And what happened? A supernatural gathering happened. It is supernatural. So I know a lot of people will tell you, eh, when you come to church, uh, some people say, uh, I don't want to go and meet God. See, when you come to church, you are coming to meet God. Do. He said he is there. So you can be well assured in your mind now that if at all God is not in your house, which he is, you know that when you gather together, he is there. <laughs> A supernatural assembly. And in that supernatural assembly, there are diverse operations and diverse moves of the Spirit. So that means we can have God's workings in our midst. And the house they gathered is a supernatural house. A sacred supernatural space in Act 9. Jesus didn't tell Paul what he would do. He said, go into the city. It will be told of you what it will happen. I was telling them yesterday, I said, if Paul, if Paul wanted to, if God appeared to Paul and he wanted to, to fully do the job, there would have been Ananias the disciple who laid hands. It's to let you know, God used man to do it. A supernatural space. A supernatural assembly. 
and we are in that gathering today. So when we come together, we must expect supernatural things. We'll pray in tongues, obviously. But we must express diverse, we must expect diverse workings of the spirit. We must expect that the sick is healed. We must expect that the oppressed is made loose. We must expect that the word of God is taught with precision and accuracy. Because God is in our midst. And see, let me tell you, He is physically present. As I'm in this service, He is physically in this service. Someone say, I can't see Him because we have not switched. <laughs> Remember what I was saying? I told you two weeks ago and last week, I said, your faculties has been enabled. I told you to be smart. <laughs> your faculties has been enabled. So that shows you have a supernatural eyes. You can see beyond the optical. Beyond your optical eyes. You can hear beyond your optical beyond how you are hearing me now. Why? Because we are in a supernatural space. Now listen, this is a city room, obviously. But you see, eh, the very minute we wanted to have service, and because we came for a purpose of a service, this place ceases to be a, a natural place. It has become a supernatural place. Why? Because of why we are gathered. After service, we can play ball here. After service, we can make noise and do another thing here. It's to let you know it's not the location, but the very essence of why we are gathered. So that shows, if you are sick, you don't stay at home. When you are sick, you drag yourself to church because God is in the service, you can be healed. Are you seeing it? That shows if you are not feeling fine, if you are feeling tired, you are feeling discouraged, you are feeling depressed, you don't stay at home and stay there and say, I'm feeling depressed. You will find strength because God is there. You don't say, oh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I don't know. God is, so that means when believers gather, God is sitting in their midst. So that shows our eyes can be open to see who is sitting beside us. You know, in glory meeting, our eyes were open in that conference to see angels in our midst. All of us, we saw angels. We just saw them standing and walking around. You know, it's not as if they, let me tell you something. It's not as if they was there. It's not as if that's where they came home. They have always been there. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, we have come to Zion, the city of the living God, innumerable company of angels. So what happened in that glory meeting, that night session, was that our eyes was just able to see the activities that has been around us. So that shows we can come to service and we can see the activities in the service. We can see the angels walking around. We can see Jesus seated. Because see, if there is nothing, if there's something you must know, God treasures the local church. God does not go joke with the gathering of believers. See, in China, in some other countries, you know that the devil is against people gathering. That's to let you know that that is what God is doing. If the devil, if people are persecuted for coming together in church, if people are persecuted 
for, for gathering, for preaching. You should know that that is what God is doing. Because the devil will always try to stop it. So when you saw the COVID happening, people are saying, eh, the devil, this and that. The only slant I like that people were saying is that, ah, the devil does not want people to gather, uh, to gather uh, scripturally. Yes. He doesn't. And we are going to be more stronger. Now the COVID is over, thank God. These days when I'm flying now, I don't have to use face masks. I don't have to do two requirements. I don't have, huh, before. Huh, you, you, your, your papers will be like this. What's this one paper? Another paper? Another this? If it's not complete, that's what you But now you are just walking in. Thank God. And we will not see another one again. So it's time to come back to understand what the churches is all about. So now in this service, you know your eyes can be open to see Jesus. Seated in this service now. I told you. Look at the progression I started. I told you that when we see God's word, that's God's spirit speaking. He said, when two or more are gathered, is in their midst. So in every service, I can see Jesus. <laughs> We're going to be having wild services as the year progresses. So in every service, we can have encounters of the Spirit, diverse encounters, visions and revelations. Why would you be a believer and you can't see visions and revelations? You can't see things in the Spirit. Your eyes is just limited to things in the natural. No! There is something beyond the ordinary. There are activities in the Spirit walking around us. You know, as I started this service, as I came up to the pulpit, I started with the revelation. As a smart believer, which I expect that you are, you should have seen it that revelation is in the atmosphere. We started with the revelation. Oh, this is what God is doing. This is what God is saying. That alone should make you see that I can plug in. I can actually see it. In Acts 2, he says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord, and suddenly they heard a sound. So that shows, as we are seated here, we can hear a sound. Now, the sound will not be ping, ping, ping from the cow. Supernatural sound from heaven. They heard a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, and cloven tongues as of fire was on their head. Fire cannot stay in anybody's physical head. The person we born, right? But fire was on their head. That was supernatural. That means their sight was enabled to see something on their head. Now, remember, the Lord said, I will baptize people with Holy Ghost and fire. So they could now see the literal fire sitting on their heads. That's a sight. And see, it didn't happen online. It didn't happen on their bedroom or in the toilet seat. It happened when they gathered. In Acts 13 verse 2. Acts 13 verse 2. I'm showing you. Have you seen why, to, why people gather? Acts 13. So I said we are going to switch this meeting. We're going to work with them and we're going to be intelligent. In Acts 13 verse 2. It says, As the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work you to accord them. He says, as they minister. Look at him in verse 13, verse 1. He listed the name of the certain prophet and teachers that were together. He says, the Holy Ghost said. 
there was an utterance. How about having those sights in our meetings? What we say, ah, the Holy Ghost said. They gather together and the Holy Ghost said. So we have a supernatural assembly. Say we have a supernatural assembly. You're not saying like you mean it. We have a supernatural assembly. So God's gathering is a supernatural assembly. The local church is a supernatural assembly. That is why the pastor must be intelligent also. He must. He must know how to hear God. Because the gathering is a supernatural assembly. In 1 Corinthians 5 verse 13. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 13. I'm trying to round up, but I'm still talking. I'm trying to. Bear with me, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. 1 Corinthians 5. Not verse 13. Let's leave for verse 4. Verse 4. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 4. It says, Are you there? Look at what it says. It says, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus. Ha! So when we are gathered, we are gathered with his spirit and his power. So his power is here. God's glory is here. God's power is here. God's spirit is here. Because it is a supernatural assembly. In fact, a supernatural church. <laughs> a supernatural church. So there was much emphasis on the fellowship of the believers. That is why he now says in 1 Timothy 3 verse 15. Look at 1 Timothy 3 15. <laughs> so you can't read the scriptures and say you won't go to church. You read the devil. Look at 1 Timothy 3 15. He says, but if I tarry long, that that means know how ought to behave in the house of God. So that means, he says, look at what he says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar of ground and truth. The pillar of ground of truth. That means there is a way to behave in the local church. So when we gather together, there is a way to behave. He says, so that you know how to behave. So who... We won't be gisting in the meeting. So when we see somebody pray, we pray. Right? Yes, when we see somebody lifting up his hand, we lift up our hands. When we see somebody rejoice, we just start rejoicing. Yes, when we see somebody laugh, we just start laughing. When we see somebody... Because there are streams of the Spirit of God. And we are in a supernatural assembly. We have a sacred space. So we don't come late to the house. We don't dress shabbily to the house. Because we know we have an appointment with God. Just like in Matthew 16 or Matthew 28, when, when it says, He appointed them a place. So, and in that place, supernatural things happen. Only things happen. Strength is made available. Visions are revelations. A stepping up higher by the Spirit is made available. An enhancement of the Holy Ghost. See, every service should leave you better. Every service should leave you more strengthened. Every service should leave you much more edified. Every service should leave you more changed. Every service should leave you renewed, transformed. 
And you should live today's service now much better. Why? God is here. And how many of you know that when God is somewhere, he's in the business of changing lives? Right? He's in the business of doing good. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and kneeling those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, God is in this service. Can we say he's doing good? Can we say he's doing good? Yes, Yes, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's doing good. We are in a supernatural church. We have a supernatural ministry. We have a supernatural assembly. What happens in supernatural assemblies? Supernatural beings are there. Holy Ghost is here. The world, the natural world and the supernatural world. And he says we must come together. So what happens when we come together? We have supernatural things. Encounters. Experiences. Visions and revelations. Healings in our bodies. Strength. Wisdom. You know you can see. You, I, need, I'm go, I think I'm going to teach on how to maximize a church meeting. Probably I'm going to do that. I think I'm just led of God to do it. I think I'm going to reteach what I taught you guys some years ago on how to flow in the Holy Ghost in a church meeting. I think I'm going to reteach it. Because we need to learn how to maximize in meetings. See, you can pick a natural wisdom for your, for your business in this meeting. You can pick a natural initiative or what God will want you to do this week in a meeting. That is why we thank God that our meeting this is in, in the first day of the week. We can get the direction of what to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Then we come back again on Sunday to get another Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and keep getting better. It's a supernatural assembly. Then we come again on Tuesday and refresh ourselves. We come again on Saturday, we refresh ourselves. We come again on Monday, we refresh ourselves. Because God is in our midst. So when we are gathering in a prayer meeting, God is with us. So it is wrong to say I don't have strength in a prayer meeting. <laughs> he is supplying it for you. He told us to pray. Because he himself, when he came down, prayed. He supplies us the words we speak. The utterances. Supernatural church. <laughs> say we have a supernatural church. We have a supernatural church. Even upon Israel's disobedience, upon Israel's disobedience, they were still having supernatural encounters. How much more you who have believed the gospel? You don't have anything you have seen in the spirit. All you are just doing is dreaming. Yeah, you can dream. Feel free. But you can have visions and revelations. You can have sight and sound. <laughs> We have a supernatural church. Huh. We have a supernatural church. A supernatural assembly. Huh. Huh. Oh yeah. A supernatural church. A supernatural assembly. A supernatural church. A supernatural assembly. A supernatural gathering. A supernatural gathering. So our gathering is supernatural. God is here. God is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is the here. Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is so here. we need to maximize the glory among us. The Spirit of God working in us. God is here. 
and is healing, touching your bodies. As I speak, there is a medical condition that is being corrected now. Medical conditions being corrected. Medical conditions are being corrected. Medical conditions are being corrected. Medical conditions are being corrected now. See, all I just have to do is to just speak words. You know why? God is here doing it. (laughs) God is here doing it. I can say you have visions and revelations. And God will open your eyes to it. So now you have visions and revelations. You have visions and revelations. Your eyes is open. Why? God is here. <laughs> A supernatural church. Supernatural gathering. Supernatural assembly. Strength is made available for your weakness. Strength is made available for your weakness. Strength is made available for your weaknesses. Strength is made available for your weaknesses. Strength is made available for your weaknesses. You know you have wisdom. You know there is wisdom. There is wisdom on how to handle that issue. That conflict, that conflict, that conflict within you and your friends, that conflict between you and your and 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 in your family, you have the wisdom. Say I have the wisdom. I have the wisdom. Say I have the wisdom. I have the wisdom. That conflict is resolved. That conflict is resolved. Amen. That conflict is resolved. Amen. You know you have wisdom. Say, I have wisdom. I have wisdom. You don't see. Let me tell you. How to maximize meetings. As the preacher is talking, things are catching. A lot of things are in the atmosphere. A lot is in the atmosphere. You have, see, that's why you must not despise the preacher. It could be a sister Tony just ministry. Don't despise it. It could be a brother Abraham, a brother Oliver, a brother, a brother, a, a, any brother, a sister, a brother Noah, just ministering. Don't despise it. Because God is there. Have you seen it? Learn to respect church meetings. Stop looking and start learning. What are they doing there? What are they doing there? Ha! Ah, when God is seated, you, you are busy wondering about what are they doing there? Why is the preacher talking like this? God is seated. Do you know that? See, do you know? Some people, let me tell you something. Some people today, this morning, or in the course of the week, they were naturally led to come to church. The Spirit of God was just intimating on their heart. Go to church. Go to church. Go to church. Go to church. You know why the Spirit of God intimates those things in their heart? Because God wants to visit them then. But you know sometimes, they will just sleep off. See, I tell you people, some people can miss, eh? They can miss something in one minute, what they will be looking for in 10 years. <laughs> they can miss something in just a one-hour service, a two-hour service, and they will be looking for it in 20 years. God intimated your heart because you are a believer to go to church, to come and fellowship with believers. You, you said, you are not going. <laughs> you want to be smarter than God? Well done. <laughs> well done. You think you are smarter than God? That is why your life is in shambles. That's why your life is in shackles. That's why you seem not to have a direction on what to do. Keep doing what you are doing. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep sleeping. Keep staying on your bed. Keep keep doing your laundry. <laughs> God is here. God is in our midst. Glory to God. God is in our midst. He is giving you experiences. 
enhancing your life, enhancing your ministry. You know what I see and say for you in this service is enhancement. Enhancement. Your voice is louder. Amen. Say my voice is louder. My voice is louder. My voice is louder. My voice is louder. Louder to you this Louder to you to see. Louder to you this Louder to you to see. Louder to you this Louder to you to see. You know what that means? Let me explain it to you. That is when you speak and say be healed. It goes deeper than you thought. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are going to see more miracles. It's a wild harvest of miracles. So if you thought we saw miracles this week, this week is more. <laughs> more miracles. More miracles. Say my voice is loud. My voice is loud. To you to see. To you to see. My voice is loud. My voice is loud. To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. So if we thought. You got men say this week there's going to be more. Because see, listen, I told you in supernatural boldness. I said we have a mouth and a wisdom, right? We have a mouth and a wisdom. So we have God's wisdom on how to talk to people. And we are going to see more men say, more men disciples for God. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice. See, listen, hallelujah. Instructions are also part of a meeting. You know, if you go to White House and they tell you sit down there, you will not argue. So if a preacher tells you, lift your voice and let's pray, that is God's wisdom to you. You take it. They tell you, let's be on our feet. Lift your voice, let's sing. You sing. Lift your hands, let's worship God. You do it. Lift your voice, let's pray. You pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? Instructions are vital in meetings. So lift your voice and let's pray. Lift your voice and let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. We have a supernatural a supernatural ascent, a supernatural Hallelujah. We are going to see in the next coming days into months. Three, two, four, five. Three, two, four, five. What does that mean? Three, two, four, five. Three, two, four, five. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Cool script, Monday, so so practice. This is a script. Three, two, four, five. That is in in three months and, and two days. We're going to have about five outstanding miracles five outstanding miracles that will that will silence the the the, the mouth of the of the of the opposition thank you lord I, I, and you, you see eh? <laughs> We are in for a for a great time with God. We are in for such an outpouring. Expect the unusual in our services. Tuesday services, weekday services, even workers' meetings. Expect the unusual. Because see, there seems to be things the Lord wants to do in the gathering of people these days. A man has to be sensitive to it. See, if you have friends, ensure you lead them to church. A lot of wisdom and strength 
Ah, thank you, Lord. I just saw this. This has been a quest and a prayer in my heart. Why it seem as though I was asking the Lord something yesterday night and I was just so bothered. I'll share this with you and I'll show you what I just saw. And I was so bothered about something. As, as I traveled, as I was coming in into the city yesterday night, I, I, as I was on the air, I was just so bothered about something. I was just bothered about, why is it that so many young people today don't go to church anymore? So many young people just want to be isolated. They find more solace in a social gathering. They find more solace and more, 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 more. They find themselves more expressive in social gatherings, club meetings, social associations. Um, you know, those kind of gatherings. They find themselves, and I was just asking God, Lord, what, I know this is not your plan. What, what, what is it? I didn't get a response, but I just did now. And it just made sense. And let me tell you the instruction that came to me just now as I saw this. He said, if we would like to bring them to church and see that they are well established in church with supernatural relationships, a lot of young men will catch up to the call of ministry. See, there is something in our generation and that is a lot of young people God has ordained them and called them for a purpose. Many of them know it. Many of them, their parents told them. Many of them, preachers told them. Many of them, they knew it. That they have a destination and a calling in church. Or not just in church, in the work of ministry. So you know what the devil did? The devil orchestrated their steps. I'm speaking to you about the spirit. <laughs> And I'm, as I'm seeing things and I'm, and I'm telling you, he orchestrated their steps and made their parents. You know what is happening? I will tell you the two, three slants that I saw. He made their parents very harsh on them on the gospel, on religion. And he created a repulsive art, a rebellious art, such that they don't like church anymore. They see it as, oh, they were being flogged in morning devotions. In their family, they were being forced to go to church. They were being forced to do. He created a rebellious heart in their heart. That's one slant. Another slant, and another slant is, they were on fire when they were younger. Many of them even used to carry their Bibles and go and preach. Many of them used to study. They just that natural appetite, but they met a wrong friend. They met wrong people, wrong people who just turned them upside down. And see the third one. In fact, there's even the fourth one. Oh, thank you, Lord. I see the third slant of people as they were growing up and growing up, growing up. They just found themselves. They knew it. They knew it just because a man who is born with a purpose knows what God we have him do. They knew it that I will be a preacher. Some of them even had the passion for children. They knew it that they will have such like a children ministry. They knew it. Some of them even had the passion for, for singing. But they, they averted it. You know what the devil did? He thwarted it and made them love more secular music. Got them connection on how they will sing more secular music. Got them connection on how they will do certain things. And they deviated. 
The first stream of people is they used to be on fire for God. So fireful. So knowledgeable. But offense came in. People offended them. Church is They call it church arts. Some people just came in and offended them and they seem not to be in church anymore. Another set of people in that same category is that, yes, they were on fire. Yes, they were, they were fervent. Yes, they knew they would do something for God, but they seem to be like that perversion. They watched some movies. They read things. And just because we are in a knowledge world, they started reading so many things. They started believing certain things and questioning what they were believing. And their heart was changed. And, and so much more that, that, was, that, that, that I see. <laughs> and you know what the Lord is saying? The answer is in church. How we will get young people back? Thank you, Lord. This has been a prayer and an answer personally that I've been praying to God and asking God, how do, how do we get young people, young people back? He says the answer is in church. Isolation is not the answer. Never preach the gospel and tell them to go to a church. You have a church, bring them to yours. Never tell people, oh, it is okay to do online service. In fact, I don't think I'm going to stream any service again. People must believe that they must understand that gathering. And what they miss and what is there. The answer is in churches. And in a supernatural church. Not in churches where they, give, they have more entertainment than the word of God. Because there are churches. And a lot of youths find more solace in those places. Where it seems like there is more entertainment. The, the churches want to conform. The churches want to do things that the world is doing. Just so that they will get the attentions of young people. No. I told you. Psalm 127 verse 1. Except the Lord builds a house. Those that labor, labor in vain. If it is not God's plan, it's not God's plan. So we must return to how God wants his services to be done. To get the young people well. So we will quit doing entertainment in churches. We will quit doing. And building structures just to entertain young people. Because the answer is in the local church. <laughs> I speak to you <laughs> by the Spirit of God. Get your siblings to church. Get your families to church. Get your friends to church. The answer is in church. <laughs> and churches will be strengthened. <laughs> our church also will be strengthened. All our campuses, all our streets, all our centers, all our ministry locations, all our churches, the ones we have and the ones we are yet to have, they will be more strengthened with much fire. Amen. Such that men will seek soul is there. Amen. And our church from today has become the house of answers. Amen. Such that when men come in, they have answers to their questions. Amen. Answers from the word of God to their questions. Amen. Answers to the healings in their body. To the pain in their body, they receive healings. Answers to, to the depression they are facing, they receive strength. Amen. All our churches, I speak by the Spirit of God, 
is receiving God's answer. Amen. And the strength is made available. Amen. Hallelujah. So as a smart believer, you don't miss services. You pay attention in services. God's answer is there. See, they will come in one or two Sundays. They will feel not comfortable. But God is working something with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? They will not feel comfortable one or two Sundays. They will want to run away. But let me tell you, they will not. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. They will not. Because the answer of God is in God's wisdom. And we have God's wisdom. We have God's wisdom. We have God's wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray about that. Lift your voices, guys. We are praying for you. Hold somebody's hand beside you. Let's be on our feet. Let's pray. We are praying for the youth, the churches. We have God's answers in our churches. All our churches are across the country. See, you're going to be smart. If you look at the prayer points we prayed yesterday, we prayed about association, right? And friendships. There is something, I was sharing this with one of my friends, and I said, we have to be very emphatic on our friendship, on our associations in these days. I beg you, go and see your associations. I did that, I started that series yesterday in one of our churches. It's going to be out tonight. You should listen to it. Friendship, I'm going to finish it next week and I'm going to do more. I'm going to start teaching a lot about friendship, relationship, romantic, non-romantic. I'm going to be teaching a lot on it. Why? They seem to be, and I'll share with a friend, that we are not smart. All because we want to preach the gospel and get men saved. We are now trying to conform. See, you know that man is a, you can't dance around fire. For too long and not feel the smoke or feel the heat. If all the people that is surrounded with you right now are not people who believe in the local church, you are setting a trap for yourself. It is a trap that the devil wants you to fall into. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? See, <laughs> this is how I talk. <laughs> I'm not a yesterday's Christian. No. <laughs> I'm not a yesterday's Christian. No. When I'm telling you things like this, ensure you pay attention. I'm not a, I'm not somebody that just wake up in the morning and just gather on someone. No. <laughs> Watch all your friendships. All the people you talk to. Watch it very strongly. If all the people that is surrounded you now are not men or women who believe in the local church, it's a trap. You are going to fall into it. So you have to change your associations. Change those who you call your good friends. 
you can have business colleagues, classmates, schoolmates, assignment mates, and have who you call your friends. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I shared a story with them. I told them, I said, last year I was in a gathering of pastors. They were talking about a certain man of God that I respected a lot. Almost one hour, 30 minutes. You were just speaking negative things. Dishonored, this and that. Oh, I said, I said, because I know myself. I almost believed it. I said, the next thing I did was to call a friend. I said, I know he will slap sense to me. One of the first things he did, he first insulted me. That man of God, you are not smart. Man of God, why would you have, why would you have stayed in that kind of garden? I was paying though. But my brother... I was blessed. He resetted my brain. If you have people around you right now, they don't believe in prayer. Those are the people you are talking to. Monday, the, the, you know, you, I mean, you can gauge it. You know that from today now till next Sunday, the people you are going to spend 90% of your conversations with are going to be unbelievers. <laughs> it's a big trap. This we are in a very sensitive season. I'm telling you what I'm seeing by the Spirit of God, and not one, not two, not three, not four. I've confirmed this. In fact, I didn't know. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't know. I started that series in in our church because I was led to teach it in the church yesterday. And my pastor put a post that he was going to teach the same thing in his church today, in his, on Sunday. I knew, ah, there's something. Because my pastor should be teaching prayer now. We are in the prayer season. Pastor started teaching plans of God in relationship. Ah, in prayer season. He must have been led. I started that series yesterday. I was just... Praying, trusting God. Why, why would God want me to teach friendships? Why would God want me to start a series in, in, our, in one of our churches? Why? I should be teaching them ministry. I should be teaching... I just said, well, I will obey God. I just gathered my notes. Started putting things down. We are in a very sensitive season. Watch all your association. Go and do a sieve and an association check. All you who are not believer is the gospel of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. The Bible expressly said, what communication does light have to do with darkness? What fellowship has Belia? <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Be very careful. And we are in the season where we are going to strengthen our friendships. All the godly ones, we are going to strengthen it. So that we don't work in isolation. We don't work in utter and offense. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going to strengthen it so much. We are going to strengthen all our relationships. I'm going to teach you how to have communications with people. How to talk. How to build your friendship. I'm going to. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so they can be classmates. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, they can be college mates. Yes, they can be work mates. Yes, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, but those are not people you open your heart to. Does it make sense? Yes, those you open your heart to are supernatural relationships. And we're going to study it in the coming days. Because, see, 
<laughs> the devil is not looking for anybody's interest at that. All he wants for you is to backslide and not be on fire for God. That is all. Yes, you are saved though, but he will win when you are backsliding, when you are not going to church, when you are not, that, is, that is all he wants. Yes, having been saved, he has not stopped there because the Bible says he is moving about, seeking whom he will devour. When Peter wrote that thing, he was writing to believers, not unbelievers. So the devouring you, so you just don't pray, you will not have, you don't be wondering, why are they staying long in church? Why this? What's that? What is going on? So that you keep complaining and you just get angry. And you just leave. That's what he wants to But we're going to be smarter. God shows us things ahead to prepare us. See, this is how I talk. I beg you, better listen to me. I'm not a yes to Ask people that know me. This is how I talk. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Are you hearing what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. Watch all your associations and all your relationships. Does it make sense? Yes, sir. Let 90% of those you are going to open up to be men of the Spirit. Be men who will spoil you up. Be men who will inspire you to do God's work. Let that be those you will surround yourself with. So that way, you are strengthening more. Your fervency is on fire. So that way, when we gather that way, we know how to reach the, un the, the unsaved. Does it make sense? Yes. And we are going to live a more exemplary life to the unbeliever. Are you getting one of them? Yes. So they will see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please listen to this instruction that I gave you very well. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Let's just lift our hands and let's just bless God. Bless the name of the Lord this morning. Bless Him, Majesty. Oh, we worship you. In the beauty of holiness, in the splendor.